Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Smash Hello and welcome to Smash Pod, a podcast celebrating all the Bond films by those who enjoy, hate, or aren't even asked about them. Hosted by me, John Rain. We'll be delving deeply into Bond, tackling a different film each episode with an exciting guest by my side. Now, episode five brings us the Oriental escapades of You Only Live Twice. My special guest this week is the excellent scientist extraordinaire at Scientits. Yes, that's right, at Scientits. A name befitting any Bond adventure, if you ask me. So, without any further ado, let's yolt. Huh? My friend, now you take your first civilised bath. Really? Well, I like the plumbing. Place yourself entirely in their hands, my dear Bond son. Rule number one is never do anything for yourself when someone else can do it for you. And number two? Rule number two, in Japan, men always come first, women come second. I may just retire to here. Right, so science. Hello. Science, I'm going to call you science. Okay, that's fine. Is that all right? That's absolutely fine, yeah. I mean, the the gentleman in me won't let me constantly refer to you as tits. No, um, although that is, well, I mean, I've had the handle for so long now, that is what everyone calls me. Um, I introduced myself at Twitter Meets as tits. Um, I suppose it's one of those words that if you say it enough, it loses its meaning. Yes, it's just just tits, really. Like like if you say sovereignty enough, it stops meaning anything. Well, exactly. Yeah, a bit of satire there for everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Right, so science, like a rapper. Uh, yeah, I suppose so, maybe. Yeah, uh, so you only live twice then? Yes. Yeah, it, it, was, it was good, wasn't it? It is probably my favourite Bond. Um, mm. I came to it 
I was when you asked me to do this, I had to think about when I first sort of got into it. And I think it was quite young, a sort of, I wouldn't say small child, probably about nine or ten. Hmm. And um, I had a cassette tape, showing my age there, of uh, John Barry's film music. And You Only Have Twice was the first track on the, on the tape. And so I sort of got into it through that way and wanted to see the film from that. I don't think I'd seen any Bond movies prior to that. I was probably a bit too on the young side. Hmm. Um, so that's when I got into it. And um, it's a crazy film. And that's hmm. probably why I like it so much. And the music, I should it's, say, the music is exceptional in this one. It's, it's one, very, one very nice. Yeah. I particularly enjoyed at the beginning the... Um, uh, Blofeld's giant space dildo that eats, yes. uh, eats other spaceships. Eats other spaceships, yeah. Um, yes, that was, that was quite funny. The first time I watched the movie, hmm. so I think, I, like I said, it was probably about nine or ten. Um, and so, yeah, so this, the Blofeld's little dildo um, comes and eats the American spaceship. This is the first one. It is, yeah. And, um, and, uh, being a sort of kid at that time, I remember asking my mum, you know, with the, the spaceman's line gets cut off. Yeah. And I, I said, well, what happens to the spaceman then? And mum just said, well, he just floats around until he dies. Um, so <laughs> she didn't sugarcoat anything. No. Um, and uh, And then the next question being... Um, an inquisitive child, as I always was, I said, well, what if he needs to go to the loo? Mm. Um, I said, well, he just goes in his suit, I suppose. In other words, stop asking stupid questions. So um, she should that have was said, my well, first... Look, when people die, uh, they invariably... <laughs> well, exactly. Um, so that was the sort of first viewing of, of the movie. Um, but it's, yeah, it's... It's a bit weird, that scene, isn't it? So it is. I wanted to I'm know not... what the astronaut was doing, because he kind of looked like he was going out there to set up an aerial. I know, like to get a TV signal or something, yeah. I don't know. Like, um, can, can you see the football yet? It was a bit yeah. like Rod Hull died in the same way, didn't he? <laughs> so, yeah. So in many ways, they predicted Rod Hull's death. Yes, yeah. Um, Poor Rod. I mean, the other, th- the other thing that surprised me was their shock at seeing another spaceship mm. in space. And it took them um, fucking ages as well. He was like, there's something coming, there's something coming. If you just yeah. look behind you, it's right fucking there. Yeah, um, yeah, so that's kind of a bit weird, really, isn't it? Worst it's, astronauts ever. Yeah, unless there's, I don't know how many satellites there were at that, that time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would think that another spaceship is probably the least surprising thing you find in space. Well, yeah. It did make me think as well that the spy who loved me essentially rips off this plot, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Except it's a boat, it's an oil tanker instead of a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but what's, what's brilliant is then you then cut to Bond, who's uh, having, uh, he's just finished his sexual relations. <laughs> yes. And, and delivers, yeah. uh, you know, you get the, um, was it M who says, uh, someone says, our man in Hong Kong. Is, is working on it now. Working yeah. on it now, yeah. So he, what he didn't know is he was actually at that moment climaxing in sex. <laughs> So, well, that's Bond, that's Bond, really, isn't it? I mean, yes. that's that's the continuing theme of... He's... And I think, as others have said, he's a bit of a shit spy, really. Yes. Um, he probably shouldn't be doing that sort of thing um, with all these 
I don't know, I guess they haven't been cleared by MI6 um, for security purposes, so it's a bit rubbish. But also, what made me laugh is that obviously at this point he's flipped up and, you know, he says the line about, um, you know, why do Chinese... Is he saying Chinese girls taste different? Yeah. She says better, Um, and he says, no, just different. mm. And then he gets flipped up in the bed and they machine gun him, presumably missing every part of his body somehow. (laughs) How does that happen? I don't don't know. Um, I don't understand that at all. And then I'm thinking afterwards, I thought, well, why did you shag him first? It's a mystery, isn't it? Surely she could have said, I'll be there in a minute. I'm just going to go and slip into something more comfortable and then shoot him. Yeah. Although it might be tactical on her part because, you know, a fair amount of men do go to sleep after sex. So maybe she was planning on getting him that way. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true, true. And and what made me laugh is that the, the, the two people who come to identify his body are essentially the fucking James Bond fan club. Because one of them goes, at least he died on the job. It's how he would have wanted it. Yeah. Does that mean spying or shagging, though? That's the... Yeah, I um, don't know. I don't... I'm guessing they're referring both probably. to... probably. They probably nudged each other when they got outside. You know what you said? Yeah. That yes. could have meant shagging and not spying, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. That is, yeah. What I was, that is what I was implying, yeah. Oh, sorry. But this is written by Roald Dahl. The screenplay is Roald Dahl. Yes, that's right. I think um, so when I was sort of looking up, um, I th- understand the book wasn't considered Fleming's best, or it wasn't as good as the others had been, and yeah. thus the story wasn't quite um, worthy of being translated to a film. So I believe that's when they got Roald Dahl involved, and as a result, I think the um, the film is parts quite a bit from from the book because it's got that chocolate factory at the end hasn't it which is a bit weird <laughs> yes <laughs> um so that's that's how i understand it but i mean i think as crazy as it is i like i do like the the screenplay and the, the dialogue it's, it's great the usual yeah it's yeah. way way better than the way way better than the other films before i think it isn't so because mm. quite a few of them, like Thunderball, for instance, I quite like, and then it disappears up its own ass when it goes underwater. As I think <laughs> this one's fairly solid all the way through. Yeah, definitely, I think so. Um, so yeah, I think that was a good idea to get him in. But I do want to know something though. I'd like to know if you can explain to me why, if they're faking Bond's death, right? Why on earth he needed to be in the pretend death plaster cast? That got put in the sea. Oh yeah, no, that just wouldn't happen, would it? Um, I mean, why, why would you need to actually put his body in there? You'd just put a stiff in there, wouldn't you? Yeah, and, and it's, it, they're putting him in a submarine where no one else is, where no one else can exactly. see. Exactly, no one else is can even access that body bag. So yeah, I mean, MI6 must have dead bodies just for this purpose. You know, you sort or of ring like up and a guy from Bonfires Night they had left over. Well, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you would just put that, put a dead body in there and... Uh, it seems like a massive waste of taxpayers' money to stage an elaborate death with a funeral at sea. With yeah. Yeah, full, full, you know, shooting up in the air and everything. So, yeah, it's a bit of a waste, isn't it? Um, Daily Mail, David. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's what... Um, they would justify it somehow that um, mm. there's a yeah. Well, the M, no. M justified it by saying, "Oh, those those you know the, that'll keep your enemies quiet for a while." 
And then in, in the same breath was like, right, I'm sending you to Japan, you know. Yeah. It reminded me a bit of that sort of urban myth about Bruce Lee. You know, they say that Bruce Lee didn't die. He went undercover in the Hong Kong police. <laughs> it was yeah. like, why would you send the most recognisable man in the world under, undercover? And it's the same with Bond. Why, why on earth would you stage his death? I mean, then to send him out knowing he's the worst spy in the world and will be identified <laughs> within 10 minutes. Yeah, no, he's very recognisable, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I was, I was thinking about this, that if you were, you were going to have a spy... So I, I used to work opposite um, MI5, and uh, mm. you see people coming in and out of there, and On they, seem to, they seem to be, like, kind of nondescript in that you don't really notice them, I guess. I They're not beautiful or handsome people. Uh, that, that's not disparaging. No. Um, just, I think that's part of being a spy is that you're not, you don't have sort of recognisable. You mean you don't pictures. stick out, so you're not. Well, you, exactly. Yeah. So you someone walk handsome. into a bar and say, "My name's James Bond. I'd like my usual drink, please." <laughs> no, exactly. You don't do that sort of thing. I think. No. Yeah. Back to what we were saying. Though. Bond is a shit spy. Mm. Um, and so yeah, wandering around in his sort of charming swagger way is just going to attract all the wrong sorts of attention really i liked it when he um when he did go to japan and um, he had to um you know his password that moneypenny gave him which was do you remember what it was i love you, you repeat go. it please yes <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> yes oh moneypenny oh I have to stop here a moment and say I think she looked very becoming in her white naval. Yes, yes. Bond is an idiot. I have to say he's a fucking idiot. Um, I would watch a Bond film where he suddenly realises what a cat she is and pursues her, but she tells him to fuck off before going off with a much better man. They kind of do that with the Pierce Brosnan ones, though, don't they? Yes, yes. In the early ones, anyway. uh, but yeah, until they in, got yeah. the cyber sex. But yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I, I, in the previous film in Thunderball, uh, the bit where she talks about him putting her over her knee with yogurt and vinegar—that's probably yeah. what would put him off her. She's a bit weird. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, she's probably he got likes... about fifteen cats. <clears throat> yes, perhaps. So, um, in M's office on mm. board the submarine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really disappointed that those the notes with the information on don't self-destruct, is that yeah. not what you were taught in other movies? I mean, imagine having to set fire to things yourself. Yeah, Bond had to actually manually do it. Yeah. He didn't yeah. even get the little note, you know, the little, um, this message will self-destruct. He had to probably say no. that to himself as he did it. Oh. But when he got to Tokyo and he met up with his contact and he had to say, I love you, she then mm. says, I have a car nearby. And I wondered if that was that sort of like dogging in 1967. <laughs> it could be, yeah, it could be. Um, and at the Quiet Hotel as well, well the mm. well, code. Um, yeah, I wondered what the the the, demo, the wrestling match location seemed. Bit. It's like, why are you meeting up in these really crowded places? Um, I don't yeah. know. Maybe maybe you're invisible in massive crowds. I think that's know. it. Yeah. Mm. It's the Jimmy Savile theory. <laughs> yeah, in plain sight, you can get away with whatever you like. Yes, yeah. What we have in this film, which is very strange, is uh, you've got what they sometimes do in Doctor Who, and they do it in Bond a lot, actually. You have an actor who's been in it before, or will yeah. be in it again. Yeah. You have Charles Gray as Henderson. 
Oh, and he opens, slides that door open, and you just immediately think villain. Yeah. His face is just... Or sex offender. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> immediately, like, up to no good, clearly. Um, yeah, and he says something that just made me go, hang on a minute. He yeah. said, um, I get my vo- I get vodka from the doorman at the Russian embassy. And then he says, among other things. Thought, <laughs> what? Like mega horse porn or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he does, he makes a shit martini as well, from what I can make out. Yes. So, That's why I thought he was a villain, because he gave Bond the wrong martini, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. He said stirred, not shaken. That's right. And he didn't, even, he didn't even stir it for very long either, which is... No just not right at all um and then and he gets stabbed in the back so brilliantly as well he's midway through his conversation it'd be brilliant if he was going by the way while you're here i've just realized that i've discovered the cure for cancer it is (laughs) that would be an even better moment yes yeah um kind of unconvincing death though i think yeah you'd imagine there'd be a bit of oh fucking hell what was that (laughs) yeah bit, bit of a and then even weirder after that, when Bond chases the guy who did it and beats him up and then takes his clothes, presumably leaving him there naked, he gets in the car and the guy driving the car basically turns around and says, are you all right? But obviously in Japanese. And Bond just kind of goes, oh, and he drives off. <laughs> and you think, yeah. oh, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? Again, yeah, I, I can't make that out really. Just it's not altogether convincing. But I guess if you want to get into a stranger's car, mm. maybe the best thing to uh, cover that up is to just mumble things. Yeah, yeah, just mumble endlessly. Uh, and don't arouse any suspicion by just lying on the back seat going, <laughs> like you've just been kicked really hard in the balls or something. I don't, I don't yeah. understand what he was trying to achieve there. And then after that, he gets in a fight with someone with a fucking sofa. Yeah. And a statue and everything else. Have you um, noticed, I don't know if you noticed, but in this film, um, there's quite a lot of films in this era did it, but in this film, more than any, the Foley artists who do footsteps, they're just like, they obviously get paid by Decibel. Because when they're <laughs> running around, all you can hear are these really loud footsteps. Very ample footsteps, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not It's like he's wearing sure. fucking tap shoes. Yeah, exactly that. Um, in fact, when the... Um, when he's hiding, um, the, the security guards coming along. That's mm. that's all you can hear, isn't it? This echo of yeah footsteps down down the hallway. Um, it's like bur- someone was burgling Fred Astaire's house. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. And then he goes, and then the safe thing. He just after fighting <laughs> and rolling around, he somehow yeah. has a safe cracker in his pocket. But it was a waste of time. To... Yeah. Because yeah. as soon as he, we spent ages watching him tensely open the safe and he opens it and the fucking alarm goes off. <laughs> so what's the yeah. point? Does that happen all the time then? I'm just going to open my safe. Oh, for fuck's sake, the alarm's gone off again. Yeah. I, bizarre. And then he just... He didn't take it. There was, did you notice that there was some money in the tub as well and you just left yeah. that there? Yeah. I'll, I'll, ta- I'll take some negative film negatives in an order for smoked salmon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I'd, I'd probably take the money and leave the order for smoked what? salmon. But that's why I'm not a top spy, I suppose. We need to talk about Tiger Tanaka. Yes. Yeah. He's a very nice man, isn't he? Very, very nice man, yes. Yeah. I'd, I'd love it if someone called me John Sam all the time. That would be amazing. Yes. Yeah. No, he seems like he seems like a very nice 
chap who probably... He's so convivial, isn't he? Like, make yourself yeah. at home, Bunsan. Yes. Yeah. Um, Shag my wife, like... Bunsan. <laughs> Drink all my whiskey, Bunsan. Yeah, very nice. Probably doesn't seem like the kind of player who would be the head of the Japanese civil, uh, civil service. What am I talking about? Secret service. Um, hmm. He's just a bit too nice. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they have to be nice. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But all I could think of when every time I heard Tiger Tanaka was like the guy who does the Japanese Frosties advert. Mm, yes. Yeah. They're, they're great, Bonsan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that scene the, when Bond sort of slides in, mm. um, that's, uh, yeah, that's interesting. And I think, you know, I think Tiger's right about that. You will get into anything with any girl. Um, so it pretty much says you're a shit spy. Yeah. Um, first time Bond gets into his office. So, and that, that's fair. I think that's a fair comment. Bond can't resist showing himself to be a total prick, though, because <laughs> Tiger puts him on his train. You know, he's very nice to him at every step, and at this point you'd be warming to him in the extreme. You'd be thinking, this is the nicest foreign agent I've ever met in my life, right? Mm. And he says, uh, we've got sake, or, you know, we can get you some champagne if you prefer. And he goes, no, sake's fine, especially when it's served at room temperature. Like, Fuck mm. you, mate. <laughs> I don't care about your fucking expert booze. Just shut up and drink it. Then he immediately demands to be shown his negative thing. Yeah, and again, he doesn't really say please, does he? He's like, no. go to yeah. the left. Mm. Come on, this guy's been really nice to you. And in a minute, he's going to get you seriously fucking laid, i tell you that. <laughs> he's going to take you uh. back to his house and basically give you what he calls a civilised bath, which I've mm. written down, a concubine car wash. That's a very good description. It's a bit weird, isn't it? I'm not sure I'd want several people to wash me. No. Um, I could handle one person that I liked, but mm. several people just seems really doing it a bit, to be honest. Yeah, four strangers washing you while you're sitting there in the nud. I'm under no doubt that you can pay for all that sort of thing in Japan. I mean, it can't mm. be so much, much like that. There's it felt a bit singing effective, a... didn't it? Yes, and I think that's I think that's quite accurate. There's a lot of services that, that gentlemen can pay for. Um, yeah, I just don't know why you'd want strangers to just wash you. Um, but it does have the greatest line in there where it says, uh, the, the, the women are very interested in your hairy chest. Bond <laughs> says, old Japanese proverb, birds never make nest in bare tree. Mm. Yeah, I've, yeah. I don't know what to say about that, really. Well, if some if a man said that to you, you'd be what sort? You'd be some sort of you'd hypnotised in some way, I'd imagine. Obviously, yeah, from a female absolutely. perspective here, I'm asking for you. Oh, I just sigh loudly, really. To be honest, like I have just done. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those cheesy lines, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but it, you know, it worked, didn't it? Because of course. The uh, yeah. girl, Aki, Aki comes back, doesn't she? Yeah. She's so suddenly falling last, over them. Yeah, the last time she was running away from him and suddenly she's sneaking into his massage to kiss him. Yeah. But, yeah, I just didn't know what happened. I just found that was just strange that she was quite distant from him in the last, previous scenes and then all of a sudden she's up for it. Women, am I right? Mm, terrible, yeah. yeah. Especially where Bond is concerned, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, she's... She she can't speak English very well. He seems very sophisticated, I'd imagine. Yes, and he has that hairy chest, of course. So. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, it's like it's it's like a spider's web attracting <laughs> young, young flies. Yes, yeah. But uh, I did enjoy when Bond went to see Osato. And he walked yes. in there trying to be what was it, Mister? Was his name Mister Field? No, I can't remember oh, now. Mister yeah, Farmer oh. or Fema Freeman? I can't remember now. I probably should have written it down. Yeah, no, I didn't write that down. No, um, fuck it. Let's just a, pretend. A, a Dow manufacturing person. Yeah. Yeah, but his secretary comes in and suddenly, like Bond's got the massive horn for her. Can't he's like <laughs> obsessively staring at her? It's really off-putting. Yes. She's yeah. like, would you like and some it's... champagne? And he's like, no, 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 it's too early for me. And then Osato goes, oh, go on. And he goes, all right then. And then he's just like staring at her in a really creepy way. Mm. The whole chest thing, yes. Oh, yeah. Mr. Osato believes in a healthy chest. Sticks chest out, yes. Yeah. Um. Mm. Yeah, he's giving all men a bad name there, if you ask me. Yeah. Because no, I have to uh, say, hashtag not all men. Well, of course, yeah. yeah not all bonds. Not all bonds. Not all spies. Some. No. No. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, but what the, the best bit is when they catch him later. You know when they go to the docks? Yes. And Bond gets attacked by the Japanese cast of West Side Story. <laughs> they kind of walk yeah. up like, what are you going to do? They've all got half trust as well. Did you notice that? They've all got, like, crop tops on. Yeah, they all had it's little Benny from Crossroads hats. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah either West Side Story or Fame even. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. It's like someone said... Uh, costume designer what do people who work in the docks dress like well they wear little beanies and crop tops okay no problem <laughs> and they hold sticks and chains yeah and uh, they're apparently useless at fighting given that bond initially at least manages to just barge past dozens of them without even breaking his stride i find that a little bit yeah, it does Generally... have to be said they were shite at fighting they were shit sailors <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sabres um, are supposed to be good at punch-ups, but these were awful. Mm. See, they didn't have their um, 
bell bottoms on. That's probably why. Uh, no one was they're, playing they're the horn pipe. Mm. Yeah, they need their sailor, proper sailor uniforms, I would imagine, to be effective at fighting. Yeah, and and uh, a good supply of lemons, or is it lime? Lime, isn't it? Lime. Yeah. But when Bond does get caught and they ask him why he was there, he says, "I like ships, and I used to be a sailor." Yeah. Which reminded me yeah. of Ron Davis and his badger story. <laughs> yes. I was Definitely. at uh, Hampstead Heath looking for badgers. So what Bond is actually saying is, I've used this before when I've been caught at the dock. Words are powerful. Take the podcast you're listening to right now. Is it making you laugh out loud? Maybe you've just closed your eyes with satisfaction. That satisfaction you feel when you learn something new. Or have you just inched forward to the edge of your seat in anticipation as to how the story ends? However you feel, shouldn't you really feel? With the new Bose QC35 II noise-cancelling headphones, enjoy our most powerful listening experience yet. Discover more at bose.co.uk. Trying to solicit young men. Mm. I like ships, and I used to be a sailor. Well, we'll carry on, mm. sir. And what are you doing here at 3am? Just snooping around. Yeah, yeah. But again, um, when he is then, you know, confronted with the Sato secretary again, within seconds. Yes. yes. She's about and to she's cut in, his skin off, and then... Yeah, in a ball gown. Um, it's <laughs> not, not stressfully. I wouldn't really want to ruin that with... Blood. But then he does anyway. He cuts the strap off he because does. he's a wanker. He is. Well, but he did it for England, so I suppose that's okay. It doesn't uh, he say the things I do for England at that point? Yes, yes, he does. Um, well, cutting a dress that probably cost, you know, a few pounds. Oh, definitely. Um, it's just not on, really. It's not really. Well, the other thing that I got confused them because initially the... the um, Dot guys were in the room, weren't they? They're yeah. sort of waking him up by slapping him. That's it. Um, and then she says, go in the other room and close the door. Mm. So I imagined they were literally just in the other room. They hadn't, like, left the scene entirely and they could hear everything that was going on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got that bit in Four Weddings and a Funeral where he, he, he has yeah. to hide in the cupboard. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, felt like it, it felt like there could have been an extra scene there where they sort of barge in, like, You're, this is not the way you interrogate someone. No. No, well, and then one of them will go, well, I do, but it never works. Yeah. But then she uh, she goes through all that and then gives him, an, you know, puts him in an airplane and then parachutes out. Just shoot him, shoot him in the head. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's just, and the second time as well that after sex, the woman wants to kill him. Yeah, he must be really bad at it. It must be, yeah. Uh, really, um, really bad. Yeah. I don't know what oh. he does that's that bad. I mean, there's disappointing a lady and then there's actually wanting a lady to kill you. Yeah. I mean, we've all done the former. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yes. So he's in this spiralling downwards plane um, mm. and somehow manages to... He gets out of it, doesn't he, with yeah. his... Like, he gets out of everything, so... The the worst part of that is obviously the um, where the footage is quite obviously just on a screen or a background and uh, yeah 
She's obviously suspended from her little, uh, I don't know, baby grow thing, whatever. And uh, um, yeah, well, that's how films have been made. So. Yeah, I just think you've got him in a plane. You're flying the plane. Just shoot him in the head. Yeah. Then land the And then plane. parachute out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. No, that's a good idea, yeah. Just shoot him and then land the, the plane. Yeah. Mm. Or, you know, give him to the pigs to eat or something. I don't know. But that seems a bit elaborate. You're leaving they, a they, chance. They overcomplicate things, really, don't they? Yeah. Um, but then Bond gets his little Nelly. Oh, little Nelly. Everyone loves little um, Nelly. I saw little yeah. Nelly. Ah. I went to the Bond in Motion exhibition. Oh, I need to go and see that. Is it good? It's great, if you like Bond. It's just full of all the vehicles and things, I mean. There's nothing, you know, if, you, if you're not interested in any of the vehicles, then it's probably not for you. Mm. Yeah, and they've just got little Nelly in the foyer. Yeah, yeah, it's just all the cars and stuff from the films. Oh. It was good. And oh, the I might go see that. Yeah. Oh, the jetpack. Yeah, the jetpack. Oh, yeah. That goes about four feet, four feet really, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Four, four and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll push. Um, but Bond was attacked when he was flying Little Nelly. I noticed he was attacked by Mark Almond and Soft Cell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These, yeah. these guys wearing black roll necks, sunglasses, <laughs> and with like black bowl cuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was a beautiful like... moment. It's like Top of the Pops. Yeah. It was a visual metaphor of Top of the Pops, like Soft Cell trying to get to number one. <laughs> Yes, definitely. The uh, the standard sort of villain uniform, um, the black all the black tops and everything. Um, but I'd like to ask you a question. Um, if you were to own a pet... Okay. If I what, sorry? If you were to own a pet... A pet? Or even if you do own a pet currently... What, yeah. What choice of pet would you choose? It would be a cat. Definitely a cat. Yeah. Cat is a sensible pet. Yeah. Yes. So it wouldn't be a piranha then? Or a set of piranhas. <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't be. Because Blofeld oh. says, "Ah, I see you admiring my pet piranhas." I'm like, well, how's mm. that a pet? You can't call that a pet. It's not really a pet, is it? No. Although I, I do have an interesting story. Well, maybe interesting. Um, so I went to Japan last year for the first time, and I mm. was looking in um, sort of anime pop culture type shop that had shelves full of knickknacks and all sorts of things and um just chock a block full of various things and as I was wandering along all of a sudden I just came face to face with this piranha in a tank <gasps> um it was just in there amongst all the other things for sale and it was alive uh, yeah yeah Jesus god Christ. yes it just and then it just it just launched itself the glass oh my god. I, I was really quite um so apparently having pet piranhas seems to be a bit of a thing in japan i take um, it back mm, they're just being I do torturing. Have a, yeah i do have a picture of it actually even though there's a thing that says no pictures on it I, of course i took a picture hmm. um why wouldn't you but it really it really was just this tank and the water's quite dark because they're quite you know they're kind of swampy type fish. Mm. Um, so just I just wasn't expecting it at all. Just these teeth came out at me from from these uh, shelves with all these other 
anime characters on. So that was, yeah, so maybe it's maybe pet piranhas. Are, are maybe so. If I was going to set you up with a fella on a blind date, right, if you if I said to you, I've got, I've got this fella, you know, you might want to go out for a drink for, and you said to me, is he pretty? And I said, she has a face, he has a face like a pig. <laughs> Would you think that was good? No. No. So Tiger Tanaka needs to work on his his uh, yes. skills. And she didn't have yeah. a face like a pig. What the fuck was he no, talking No, she about? didn't, no. She was very yeah. pretty. Yes, very pretty. Um, Tiger Tanaka so, yeah, is awful. Yeah, I wonder if that was kind of a... Um, oh, yeah, we're not going to give you what you want, so you might as well get used to it type, type yeah. easing of the... Yeah. But he, he's an awful. He's an, he's awful to women. How could you say that about a perfectly charming <laughs> lady? She has a face like a pig. Mm. Unless he was talking about the mother, I don't know. Oh, he could have been. It's a bit. It's a bit <laughs> Les Dawson, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is really. Yeah. But um, um, would you, would you be happy with uh, Bond's uh, Oriental surgery? Oh, <laughs> I thought about this scene, and I was just. Uh, the, just the, the, the dye, yeah. the coloured dye that they sort of sponge. I mean, and the thing is, I mean, if someone's a, if someone's a spy and no one's supposed to know who he is, mm. you would you would just use a Japanese person, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because if no one knows who John James Bond is, mm. then and they don't know what he looks like, then just use a Japanese person. I just oh, it, that it just doesn't work at all, really. But they uh, even shaved his ass. Back, sack and crack. That's it, they did that. Very elaborate. Mm. I mean, considering mm. it, he comes out of it looking like Benny Hill's Chinese character. <laughs> Next person would go, are you ready, son? Bond son. And him go, you stupid idiot. Bond son. Yeah. Yeah. I expect someone to come out and say, my name is uh, James Bond, Rysons to kill. <laughs> just to get into character. <laughs> but I, yeah, I just yeah. don't understand why... Why they went to all this? It reminded me a bit of you know in the Fast Show there was that character who was like four hours in makeup. Yes, yeah, it reminded me a bit of that. They just basically yeah. put on little lines next to his eyes and stuck a bowl haircut wig on his head. Yeah, exactly that. Um, and and then he doesn't even really look Japanese. He looks not. He looks uh, nothing <laughs> like a Japanese person, especially as no. they, they unfortunately sit him next to one for quite a while. <laughs> yeah. You'd, um, you'd want to avoid that, wouldn't you? Mm, yeah. If you definitely. dressed a lamb up as a dog, you wouldn't put it next to a dog because <laughs> you think that's a lamb. Yes. No, it's just oh yeah no I don't, I don't that's kind of really I think the point for me where it all got a bit okay. And especially later on when he's with his just, um, yeah he's with his wife in um, speech oh. marks, and he says he, he goes I think he goes to say that we must sleep together because obviously that's all he thinks about. And she says, well, no, I'm not doing that. And then he says, but we have to keep up appearances in a Scottish mm. accent. Yeah. He's just, oh, he's just such a shit spy. But, well, I don't know, mm. I guess he's thinking, well, we're in our little marital home now. I don't have to pretend. But mm. if you're a spy, you would think, well, the house is probably bucked, so I should probably not slip back into yes. who I am. But he's obsessed. Like, even when they go walking up that mountain, they get halfway and he's just basically like, well, about that honeymoon. It's like, well, we're on mm. the job. We're on the job, James. We're not going to start shagging every five minutes. Yeah, I thought that's it's a bit unfair, really, isn't it? And having to walk up a volcano wearing a bikini—it's yeah. not the most 
Um, I just, it's, no, it isn't. No. Well, they're saying that, and this is... <laughs> I did think about it. I, I have walked up the side of a volcano, well, an extinct volcano in a bikini in uh, St Lucia. The um, There's sulphur springs at the side of um, the pitons in St Lucia, and you can sort of walk up and bathe in the springs and you will be all beautiful and youthful. So mm. maybe it's not... Maybe it's not completely out of the realms of um, reality. But, but you weren't uh, dragged up there by a middle-aged spy, though, were you? Or no, were you? I no, I, no, no, I wasn't, no, okay. no. Um, <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, she, pretty much, you know, she walks up there in a bikini. I think that's, I think that's pretty decent of her, to be honest. But also, there's the fact that they, they kind of made a big deal about the fact that it took them ages to get there. Yeah, and then when they get there, it was, it's like they'd gone through some sort of Krypton Factor trial to get there. And yeah, and they get there, and then he's like, "Quick, go back and tell Tanaka to bring everybody." What by myself? I don't remember yeah. how to get back from here. I know, which she does remarkably quickly. Hey, she comes through. Yeah, he may have definitely. had doubts about her, but by crikey, she proved him wrong. Yeah, that volcano. I mean, that volcano set. I think for me was. It's probably part of why I love the film so much oh, yeah. because every good villain has a secret volcano lair. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that I was a the, proper the, set as well. It was a proper set. I, th- I believe um, it would cost just that volcano set alone, cost the entire budget of Dr. No. Yeah, it cost a million dollars. Yeah. In 1967. Mm. Imagine that so now. That, it's crazy. Yeah. That would be, yeah, that would be a lot, wouldn't it? Um, Funnily enough, it's the biggest set until The Spy Who Loved Me, which built a bigger set uh, and had full-size mm. submarines in it, which effectively rips yeah. off the plot as well. So it seems only fitting. Mm. Yeah. But no, it's a great set. I, I, I did like the uh, the sliding, the, the metallic... Um, Monorail. Fake, wa- fake water. Yeah, oh, the, the, yes, fake, sorry, the, yeah. the fake the fake water. Um, mm. um, but, oh, yeah, the monorail is great. Um, yeah. Which I imagine on the film set was just being pumped by a few guys. Yeah. 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 Oh. You'd be on that all day, wouldn't you? I'd totally be on... Seriously, if I had endless amounts of money, I would have a volcano lair mm. with a little monorail on it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, bet Br- yeah. I bet Branson's got one. Yeah, I bet he has as well. He lives on yeah. his own island, doesn't he? I bet he's got He does, one. yeah. 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 And there's that little... I couldn't help think, would you, have you seen The Incredibles? Yes, it's my favourite uh, Pixar film. Yeah, well, there's yes. one, one of those monorails that keeps going around. It's a big ball. And I, I thought yes. well, they were in The Incredibles, weren't they? So I wonder if that's a deliberate homage. It might be, yeah. Yeah, I thought that... Yeah, I think the, that sort of... That whole scenery with the, the, the island and the... Uh, volcano was yeah it seemed very very similar um so yeah but yeah and then you get blofeld donald pleasance he's very good isn't he he's yes yeah with his with his cat what's Um, happened to his eye i don't know it's not really explained is it no because you get this you get the scar which i get but then you get this extraneous skin going over half the eye Mm. Which must be really annoying. It must like constantly be having like you know when you lean on your hand and half your finger goes over your eye. It must constantly be <laughs> yeah. like that. It must constantly be yeah. thinking, oh, have I got my finger on my face? Oh no, it's my eye. Yeah, um I guess He could do better. Whatever 
Yes, but whatever injury he suffered, I guess it's... Uh, Presumably, it's, it's, it's a Spectre some... thing, because Largo had an eye patch, so that's part yeah. of the initiation ceremony, that's poke your fucking eye yeah, out or could, something. Yeah, it could well be, yeah. Maybe a Cameron-style um, pig fucking, but they'd use your eye socket. Yeah. Know. Yeah. The, th- the thing I don't get about Bla- about Blayfeld, though, is that the stiff, the, the, the grey uniform, hmm. it's like, mate, you've got a volcano layer and all these stuff and people that you just command I'd be in a Hawaiian shirt or something yeah. something comfortable string vests seems... and pants yeah it just yeah. seems unnecessary it does um, it's, it's over egging the pudding really yeah um, and, and the cat ex- as well yeah oh we, yeah we get it yeah. you, we get it you're gay alright we get it <laughs> just just put the yeah. cat down and get on with your job alright yeah Especially the, the um, yeah, the hat, uh, what's his name? Helper and assistant Hans, the one who feeds the prize. Oh, yeah, Hans, yeah. Yeah. Again, in the, the, the villain outfit, the black, mm-hmm. the polo neck with yeah. the, yeah, yeah. Um, Giving him yeah, a special yeah. little gold chain. But, you know, to be honest, um, as, as a Bond film, I, I make notes all the way through them, but when it got to the volcano bit, I just stopped because I was really enjoying it. Yes. So it's actually a really satisfying ending in this one. The only thing I wrote is that when they get out of the volcano and then Bond says, about that honeymoon, it's like, again? Jesus Christ. And <laughs> then she's... Let me go, can he? Yeah. No, and then she says, they'll never let you stay. And then he says, they'll never find us, which made me think he's going to murder her. It's the sort of yeah. thing, it's the sort of thing um, Reginald Christie would say. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. And then the volcano just... Ex- just erupts everywhere. Yeah. Um, Which is probably some sort of euphemism. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, I mean, the thing I just, going back to sort of the, the the whole volcano standoff, really, yeah. um, I want to know, who, where, where are the cameras that supposedly can see the spaceship in space? Yeah. I mean, it's just not... And the, the timer, the, the countdown timer that's counting down is just, which takes minutes, but just, you know, when it's, it's the time isn't keeping up with what you're seeing on screen. Mm. It's something that annoys me in films where something where it keeps counting down, there's like five seconds left and then several minutes later, oh, there's four seconds left. That kind of thing just really just, it grates that they can't, film it so that he did at least have a few minutes left on the, the ticker to uh, do his thing, work his magic, do his spy thing. And again, it's someone's job to actually just verbalise the countdown. Yeah. Ten seconds yeah. and counting. Mm. And there was one guy's job who said to say everything twice. He was like that guy from Goodfellas who says everything twice. Yes. He was like, astronauts yes. to the launch bay, <laughs> astronauts to the launch bay. Mm. He should have spiced it up a bit and done a Bruce Forsyth. Like, astronauts to the launch bay, launch bay, astronauts too. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. It would have spiced things up a bit. Um, mm. Yeah. So, yeah, it was all a bit of a, bit of a mess up in that, that control room. It, um, it, was, it was run terribly. Yeah. Um, but then I, I do wonder, you know, did, did Blofeld, um, did he pay any of these people or were they all there under, under fear? Um, you know, I'm guessing nervous. they're on sort of zero hours contract. Mm. In many ways, wonders, he's like um, yeah. Mike Ashley. Mm. 
Yes. Yeah, well, in many ways he's not. But... You can imagine them having to sort of, you know, if they needed to go to the loo, they'd be timed on how yeah. long they took, that sort of thing. You know? There's probably babies in there from staff who've been pregnant but aren't allowed to leave to have yeah. babies. Yeah. I can't imagine Blofeld's a good employer. No, God no. Um, no, I expect the only person he's nice to is his cat and Hans. Yeah. Was it Hans? Yeah. I think it was Hans. Yeah, it's his Hans, yeah. Who does dishes? Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, we've reached the point of the podcast where I ask the Smirsh questions, if you're ready. Okay, yeah. Are, are, are you happy, ready? I think so, yes. Have you, have you enough gin? I, yeah, I've got a nice, nice amount of gin, yeah. Excellent. Okay, here we go. So, number one. Who is the best Bond and what is the best Bond film in your opinion? Ah, um, so I think my favourite Bond film is You Only Live Twice. I think just just the number of times that I've watched it, I always enjoy it, even though it's it's just completely crazy. Um, Volcano Lair just seals the deal for me. Um, mm. Bond, I do like Sean Connery, I have to say. Um I I do like what Daniel Craig's done with Bond, and I know that's a sore point for you, <laughs> but uh, but um, but yeah, I guess I'd say Sean Connery's excellent. Okay, lovely. So, and and in that case, the opposite question: Who is the worst Bond, and what is the worst Bond film, in your opinion? Ah, oh, the worst Bond, I would say. And this is no reflection at all on the actor or the person, obviously. Um, I just never really got into Pierce Brosnan. Mm -hmm. I just never gelled with his portrayal at all. I just, just for some reason, I don't know why, um, just didn't connect, to be honest. Um, And the worst Bond film has got to be... uh, is, is it? Can I say never say never again? Because it's not even really a Bond film, is it? Well, it's non-canon. No. But we are going to do it in this run of pre- yeah of shows, so you can. Say I just it. think it's one of those ones that just shouldn't have been made. So no, you know, no. I think all the others have, um, I think, are reasonable. You know, so I think that would be the worst one. Okay, brilliant. And and who would you have as James Bond next? Oh. I would say, oh God, I'm not even sure. I don't even have enough thoughts about this. I can I say I, oh, I kind of think James Bond should end on, in some ways. I think it's been sort of done that whole. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm not sure. Even sure if I want. Bond to continue just the whole thing you know with, with Craig oh well, let's oh will you do it more will you do it more and I just I haven't been hugely impressed with the sort of latest films no I just wonder is it time to lay the characters fed mm-hmm. okay good good it's a good it's the best answer yet <laughs> I mean because you haven't tried to think of anybody you've just said fucking kill it now um, Bond is full of stupid names, i.e., Money Penny, Penelope Smallbush, Doctor Goodhead. Give me your best Bond lady name that you've just thought of now. Oh gosh, I can accept that. <laughs> oh, 
just yeah sorry dreaming kind of slows my brain down a bit so Mm. um oh god (laughs) i can't even think um it would probably be something like fluffy go lightly fluffy go lightly Mm. okay i like that so and then same sort of question i'm afraid sorry i'm not very original uh, give me your best Bond film title that you've just made up. Uh, that would be... Uh, I hadn't thought about this at all. Unbelievable. Um, I don't know, Pillow Fights Forever. Oh, I like that. It's so suggestive. Yeah. Yet playful. Think... Yes. Yeah. Okay, next question. A hypothetical fistfight takes place between Simon Templar, the Saint, and James Bond 007. Who wins? Oh, the Saint, definitely. The Saint. Alrighty. Yeah. And finally, you're stranded on an island with Sean Connery, George Lazenby, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig. Who do you elect as leader to devise your rescue attempt? And if that fails, who do you eat first? So I would... I would elect Daniel Craig. Mm. I think he would... Uh, I, I do like his portrayal of Bond. Um, and I would eat Pierce Brosnan first. Yeah. Probably probably nutritious. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 He seems, uh, seems like a nice guy, you know, but just mm. the, the connection just isn't there for me. So. No, well, it's, it's a game of opinions. Well, thank you so much, Science, for appearing in this week's Smash Pod. It's been an absolute joy to have you. Thank you very much. It's been very good to uh, chat about one of well, my favourite ones. So, yeah, very nice it's... to chat to you. Good. And you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.